Hello everyone, it's Thomas the Mind Guy here, and I've spent the entire first season focusing on the mind. But this podcast is also about the metaphysical, so now I'd like to share with you about the invisible laws of the universe, because if you can understand these principles, there isn't anything you cannot do. I'm going to focus this episode on ancient principles of the past, which will try to help you navigate this wild and crazy world we live in. Understanding the metaphysical laws are extremely empowering and will help you to become a masterful creator of your own life without killing yourself with hard work. I think a foundational component of the invisible laws of the universe is based on a well-known book in the metaphysical community. It's called the Kabbalion, the Seven Hermetic Principles, and it was written in 1908 by a person or a group of people that call themselves the Three Initiates. The Hermetic tradition started nearly 2,000 years ago, and it represents a non-Christian lineage of Gnosticism. Hermeticism is a philosophy that was based on a man by the name of Hermes Trismegistus. I don't know how to pronounce it very well. You'd have to look it up. And when it comes to Gnosticism and Hermeticism, it's all about a new kind of thinking And it falls into the realm of mystical, which is a different way to describe reality beyond just the physical. Hermes created seven principles to live by, which allows for a more fulfilling and meaningful life. I could go uh, into great detail about this man, but ultimately, I want to get into the principles because they're so powerful in understanding this new and different kind of reality. I want to disclaim that I use the words principle and law interchangeably. But really, nothing can become a law unless proven by science. The first principle is the law of mentalism. And this first principle states that the mind is everything, or in other words, all is the mind, which ultimately means the entire physical universe, including life, matter, and energy, are part of an infinite and universal mind. Other terms for this infinite mind is the unified field, the divine matrix, and its most basic name, consciousness. The important thing to know about the principle of mentalism is that all matter, life, and energy is a construct of the universal mind. And when compared to the analogy of what came first, either the chicken or the egg, in this instance, the universal mind came first, where thought comes before creation. I personally have come to believe this principle to be true because focusing and concentrating on your thoughts will actually manifest itself into reality. Whatever you think of the most will come true. A great example of this are people who are stuck in this cycle of living paycheck to paycheck. If they only realize the reason they are stuck in this pattern is because they spend so much of their time thinking about how they don't have money. Whatever you focus on must come true, based on the principle of mentalism. Therefore, spending a lot of your time thinking about not having money will lead you in exactly that place. This hermetic principle is most closely related to the law of attraction, a more modern principle that most people are familiar with. The second principle of hermetics is the law of correspondence. Have you ever heard of this saying, as above, so below, as below, 
so above. As within, so without. As without, so within. This principle is a little more challenging to conceptually understand, but I'll try to explain. The nature of things can be understood by looking from both a macroscopic and microscopic perspective. To understand the bigger picture, one must look at the layers beneath. And to get a better understanding of the smaller stuff, you need to pull out and see the bigger picture of it all. If you want to understand the universe, you must take a look at both the macroscopic and microscopic components of things. For example, in order to save lives in medicine, you need to know the varying systems, organs, and even what is going on at the cellular level. Otherwise, otherwise it will be difficult to be able to make the proper diagnosis and treatment. Prior to microbiology and knowing that there are tiny little organisms living on our skin because we weren't able to see them with the visible eye, infectious diseases were our greatest killer. Infectious diseases, even at the turn of the 19th century, was the number one cause of death. There was a high mortality rate in babies because doctors were performing surgeries and delivering babies between these surgeries without proper hand hygiene. They didn't wash their hands, or they didn't wear gloves, or they would use the same gloves they wore while working with the previous patient. Thanks to the microscopic understanding of things, infant mortality dropped significantly due to safety measures against these microbes that lead to infectious diseases. This shows you an example of seeing both the bigger and smaller picture of things as a, mean to, as a means to understanding the universe. The next hermetic principle is the law of vibration, which is quite remarkable because Newtonian physics is what has been taught for such a long time. And to think this principle was around 2,000 years ago is pretty mind-blowing. Newtonian physics doesn't see the world at a quantum level and doesn't postulate that things are vibrating. According to this principle, nothing is ever at rest. Things are always moving and everything vibrates. Hermeticists believe that even thoughts vibrate, like tuning a musical instrument. Focus on what you want, and those vibrating thoughts will be sent into the ether, only to return in the physical form. This changes things when it comes to how physical reality operates. No longer is anything fixed in the material world, because everything vibrates, and there's a probability of where an object will be. Electrons can act as both a wave and a particle based on the double-slit experiment of 1801. It all depends on the observer. The quantum world is where miracles happen, like instantaneous healing or breaking the laws of physics. I'm not saying I've experienced either of those, except in some ayahuasca ceremonies. But I do believe it's possible in a quantum world. So what if we are living in a matrix? The fourth principle is the law of polarity. This is directly from the book. Everything is dual. Everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes meet. All truths are but half-truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. Hmm. If you look at all things that have opposites according to this principle, all opposites are actually one and the same, 
but have varying degrees. Like a spectrum. Temperature has hot and cold. Emotions have love and hate. There is a yin and a yang, a right and a wrong. This is important because at any given moment, you can change the degree of some object or thing. If you are experiencing hate, you can choose to change the degree of that and move into love. Even monks and mind-body expert Wim Hof has the ability to control temperature in the body regardless of the external conditions, even, the, even in the freezing cold. You see, many spiritual teachers talk about enlightenment being the state of which no duality exists. Imagine living in that reality. The next principle is the law of rhythm. The important thing to know about this law is that everything exists in a measured motion, moving in and out. There are rising and falling of tides, an ebb and a flow. Everything is always changing and never stopping. There is a constant flow. This principle encapsulates life and death, rise and fall, creation and destruction. If you have a heightened awareness of these different states, you can move a step closer to self-mastery. For instance, when you know how long it takes for you to be burnt out from work and plan a weekly spa treatment or a weekend vacation, you are avoiding the burnout. If you know that someone is going to pass in the family, you begin to grieve and allow yourself to go through the steps of the grieving process. By using these techniques, it will be much easier for you, move, for you to move through these ebbs and back into a flow. This seems to happen with emotional states. Sometimes we need to just sit with the ebbs or our downtimes and try not to ignore them. On the other hand, when we are in a flow state, we can utilize this time to be able to create. If you don't allow the ebbs, then you'll stay there for a longer period of time. It's as if you have to work through the ebb period in order to get back to the flow. And by mastering this, you can find a way back into flow state quickly. The next principle is the law of cause and effect. Ultimately, every effect has a cause. There is no chance. If you look at this in greater detail, this means that nothing happens for no reason. Why this is important is because this law requests you rise up and become the cause in your own life. If you take 100% responsibility of your own life, then you can become a masterful creator of your own life. This is one of the end games. Don't live your life just reacting to circumstances. Put into action the first move so that you can produce the result. You cannot expect something to happen just because you want it to happen. You need to generate a cause so that there is an effect, which in this example is a result. Imagine becoming someone who has mastery over their self and can control their moods, character, and the environment around them. People don't realize how powerful they are. You create your reality and your experience. You do this with a combination of thoughts, feelings, and imagination. Whenever something bad happens around you, ask yourself, what is going on internally? Because ultimately, you have influence around your physical environment. Where you live in this reality is as close to being a Jedi that you'll ever become. 
Start taking responsibility for everything that happens around you and watch how powerful you truly are. The seventh principle of hermetics is the law of gender. There is gender in everything and all things have both feminine and masculine qualities. Gender plays a role in all things, including generation and creation. The masculine plays the role of being penetrative, progressive, assertive, explorative, and all that energy leads towards progress. The feminine represents being receptive, sacred, protective, and focuses on what is most important and the things that are essential to life. The key to mastering this principle is the balance of the two. Do you know anyone in a marriage where the woman makes all the decisions in the relationship? Decision-making is seen as a masculine attribute, and the feminine appreciates this component in their partner. It's not done in an authoritarian way, and the woman likes to be asked her opinion on things. But at the end of the day, the feminine desires the masculine to make decisions. When you see the decision-making attribute show up in the female, then you can say that she is stepping more into her masculine while her partner is stepping more into the feminine. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with this, especially if both partners feel empowered in these roles. After all, some people identify as the opposite sex, and some identify as both. Other times there's an imbalance that happens, which makes both partners unfulfilled in the relationship because they're not playing out the role attached to their identity. In summary, each of us has both masculine and feminine components, and I don't mean in the physical sense. Now, the important thing to remember is that there are more invisible laws of the universe, but I wanted to start here because Hermes was the first person to capture these metaphysical principles. Awareness is always the access point to personal growth. The better you understand yourself, the better you understand what makes up the physical universe, the greater the ability you have to create your own life as opposed to being at the effect of your surroundings. Everything vibrates. There's a rhythm to everything. Two opposites are merely a spectrum of the same thing. All is in the mind. Look at the world in both a microscopic and macroscopic way. Take 100% responsibility for your life and see how your cause leads into a magical effect. And balance out your masculine and feminine energies. If only you knew your potential and the power you hold within. You can manipulate reality in such an amazing way. Allow yourself to discover who you are and what you're made of. You get to choose your path in life. That's only if you become aware and not allow your unconscious mind to run the show. Thank you. This completes episode one of season two.